So two things. Number, I'm going to push back for the sake of this Go discussion. Ahead. But um, number one, um, yeah, one thing. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't remember what the first thing was. Get your motor running and head out on the highway for episode number 82 of the Promo Front Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, is the other co-host of this fine, fine platinum-level broadcast, the Baron of Branded Merch himself, the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the Kashaktan are you today? <laughs> uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, it is officially January. Um, each year we talk about, like about two years ago, I made a, a, a pledge that I was not going to complain about the cold. I have had varying levels of success on that. I mean, I've been I've been better, I think, about it. But um, we have been like, we've gotten more snow in our area than I remember in twenty years, and so I'm officially done with shoveling. And okay. so, other than that, I'm totally great. How about you? I'm doing great. You know, you have a new grandson. Maybe he could shovel and you know help out a little bit. Um, not sure. <laughs> he's how that he's for literally less than, less than worthless. When it comes to okay. that. All right. Well, I, I didn't say it. You did. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, you know, life continues to happen. And yeah, sure. uh, we're in our, in my part of the world, Nashville, this is our winter. Sure. We get about four weeks of solid cold weather, five weeks. We're right in that right now. So um, it doesn't bother me near to the level it bothers you. And it's probably because it's not as long as mm-hmm. uh, your winter tends to be. And so it's not as... Uh, it's not as inconvenient to my life, but I, I got to tell you something. There is something that would make life a lot more convenient, Kirby. What's that, Bill? Thank you so much for knowing to ask. Be our good pal, Jason Noakes over at Promo Pulse and their AMP marketing services. I mean, I'd say everybody this time of year, we're almost to February, but everybody's looking to amplify their sales this year, sure. wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Well, then if, if, if anybody is, and you, both of our listeners, if you're listening mm-hmm. to this fine program and you're a distributor in the promotional products industry and you're looking to amplify your sales, we've got some pretty, pretty, pretty good news for you today because Jason is off his rocker. He has got the AMP marketing service on sale through the end of the month. So you really only have a couple of days to take advantage of this. He is on sale till January 31st. Um, if you do buy an annual subscription, you get three months free. Now, thank you. Thank you for number three, folks. I'm no <laughs> mathematician. Pythagoras, I ain't. But that's one quarter of the year. And if you're not familiar with AMP, AMP allows you to stay top of mind with your clients through retail-inspired outbound marketing using content from your preferred suppliers. That's right. And best of all, it only takes five minutes. Just about holding back a cough there. Five minutes. And it's a really a no-brainer, isn't it, Kirby? It really is. And one of the things that I was actually just talking uh, about this with somebody the other day, I mean, it, for, for people who are not already doing a good job of outbound marketing with their email, it automates it. It makes it really easy to select your suppliers. It, the images are top-notch. And yeah. the, the open rate, I was so blown away by. It really, you really do get results. 
Yeah, great. I could have set up better myself, Kirby. And again, you get to pick your suppliers. And so the content is really tailor-made to you and your client base. Remember, whether it's email marketing or social media marketing, AMP is a fantastic single sort of solution for marketing your business. And if you buy that annual subscription before the end of this month, you're going to get three months free. In, in, in you, and you know what? I bet if you ask Jason, he's going to ex explain, he'll, he'll give you the three months for free, but ask him to explain non-fungible tokens and blockchain. <laughs> he'll throw that in for free too. I have not cleared that with Jason, but I guarantee you he'll do it. <laughs> he, he knows, he understands it at least. Yeah. And that's right. So really it's a no brainer. So head over to promopulse.io slash amp. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, I'd like to thank you for having the courage on this very cold and bitter, angry January day to <laughs> podcast with me. So I've got the upfront section of the podcast. And what I thought I'd talk about is something that hit across my transom this week. I don't know if it hit yours as well, but uh, our good pals over at Snugs, I thought this was interesting, okay. uh, launched an AR sales tool. Did mm. you see this, Kirby? I, I did. I saw it at the expo, actually. Okay, great. So it's an augmented reality sales tool, uh, and it's called Swagar, Swag mm -hmm. AR. Kirby's got some. If you're watching on the video, he's got some of the uh, uh, QR codes. So yep. you can probably scan that right now and see what yep. he's talking about. It actually is but, really cool. Yeah, so basically, for those of you who are not familiar, you scan a QR code to view the product in 3D and enter a real-life AR environment to view and share. Now, we've seen things like this in retail. Amazon does a great job with this. If you buy furniture, uh, Best Buy comes to mind if you're buying a TV, so you can you know, pick the TV, the right dimensions, and kind of see how it's going to look on your wall. And it's a really helpful tool for those, is this going to work? Is this going to fit? So right now they have 20 products. Uh, they're the first to market with this in the industry. They have 20 products with plans to expand extensively over the next few months. So I want to ask you, Kirby, you saw it at Expo. I read about it. I did not see it at Expo. Mm -hmm. Is this a big deal for promo or yeah. is this just a flashy marketing gimmick in your mind? I think it's a big deal. Um, and I think it's a big deal because not because of what it is today, but because of what it represents for the future. Now, I will say okay. um, I, I was actually on a call yesterday. And so if you are on video right now, literally, I, I did this yesterday and people were able to actually scan this. Um, and so if you are watching, you can actually hold scan it a little higher, Kirby. Thank Hold you. It a little so, higher. Yep. Sorry That's about okay. that. You but you can actually scan this. So here's why I think we've we've come a little further on this. The technology has actually evolved in a couple different ways. Number mm -hmm. one, when like we were talking about several years ago when Next was doing this, mm -hmm. you needed a specific app. You had to go yes. download something. You had to do this. Now you hold up your camera. Uh, to this and it automatically will open. That's a big deal. That, that oh, takes huge. away that friction from being able Absolutely. to do it. Then it, you know, it right away, boom, you've got a virtual piece for like this. The one I put up there was actually a tumbler. So you can mm -hmm. spin it around, you can see it, but when you can click that button and set it on a table, mm -hmm. everybody I've shown this to people go, wow, that's really cool. Now, mm. number one, I think for those of your clients that are tech savvy and kind of enjoy this it's just going to be a great conversation for you to have yeah but what i think it really does is it talks about the next level of sampling of virtuals mm -hmm. of putting together collections where you can put products together and then obviously it's funny before we got on this when you're talking about metaverse and all this other stuff mm -hmm. it represents that but i actually think just just literally if this is 1.0 
1.1 or 2.0 where you can do more virtualing with it, do more sampling with it. I think it's it's a great, great first step and they've done it first class. Yeah, I would agree. What I've seen is, and so here's where um, I, I agree and I somewhat disagree. So okay. roll with me here for just a second. Sure. First of all, 100% first class, Jeff Anderton and the team. Uh, Jeff Anderton's the chief creative uh, director over yeah. at um, Snugs. He and his team have done such a great job, Brandon and, and uh, Steve Rohn and Brittany uh, David and then, you know, Kathy DeFrancesco, everybody over there. It's a just fantastic job. First class, 20 products. I think what you said was absolutely perfect. It's really cool. I'm not sure, given the product mix that's in there now, it moves product. It does up the cool factor. And I do think you hit something perfect that it absolutely is going to change the way virtuals are sent in the future. We're not there yet, but I agree it's first step. I think where it works right now really, really well, though, I think right now it works very, very well on a we're cool, we're heading in the right direction, and, and it's really neat. Again, I don't know if it moves product. Where I think it really could move product, though, are larger things like display banners, because it's mm. very hard sometimes for people to really get an idea of how big that is and how that would fit in a room or a tent again we'll get to where i think it is just part of our daily thing but i don't think that even though it's cool is all get out and it's a great conversation starter so therefore it is a great sales tool i don't think seeing a 3d version of a, a tumbler that i can move around on a desk or put it over here put it over there is going to cause anyone to buy that I do think it's a great conversation starter though. And I love what they did. So I'm not dogging on it. I want to be True. very clear here. I just don't think with specific, with the products that are in there now, it's really going to move too many products. So two things, Num I'm going to push back for the sake of this discussion, but um, number one, um, yeah, one thing. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't remember what the first thing was. Okay. So here, here's where I would I would push back a little bit. I think from a distributor perspective, um, one of the things that when I, one of the reasons I go to Vegas, one of the reasons I partner with mm -hmm. suppliers like Snugs is because I want to stand out in an incredibly no crowded marketplace. Mm -hmm. So if I walk in and, and I really, that's something I pride myself on is that I come back from that show and I'm like, I am showing people and showing people the newest, the, the, the hottest, the most interesting, trendy things, because I want to be known for that. And the suppliers yep. who supply me with that ability are the people I'm going to go back to. So in that way, I would say it's a long long tail, but I do think it does drive sales in, in, well, in, in 2022. Maybe so. And I agree with you here. Like I said, mm -hmm. it is one hell of a conversation starter and it allows you to have a touch point with your client that you might not have had. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm right there with you on that. Yeah. I it's remember the first things. piece, by the way. Sorry, I don't mean okay. to interrupt you, but go ahead. But the, the first piece is there has to be a first step. And that's, oh, no question. that's what, so you know what I mean? Like, so, so oh. I, whoever was going to be the, the, the first people that jumped in, mm -hmm. there had to be a first step. And I think this was it. So sorry. I, I know. I, yeah. I think, and again, it's first class. It is yeah. amazing. It's smooth and it works and it's not buggy. It is phenomenal. Yeah, Don't yeah, get yeah. me wrong. I think it's great. And it's a great sales starter. I just, when I see when, again, when I think of, of AR and, and I could be, yeah. wrong maybe it's just me i think of larger things that excuse me that i need yep. to fit in certain spaces and it helps me do that so so can i just say i that's one of the reasons i really sure. like this this podcast is yeah. that we are willing to 
have a conversation that is a conversation that's being had, but we're yep. doing it in a public setting. So I right. appreciate your candor on this because I Absolutely. think it's something that's being said, but no, most people aren't willing to say it publicly. So kudos. Yeah, no. And again, I, yeah, I, I'm you, taking you it the way you mean it. <laughs> I know you are. And I appreciate that. One thing I do want to say, like you said, it's a first step. Yeah. And for first steps, I, I don't think they could have done it any better. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to be real clear on that. I think now it's time for the, like what you said, use it as a tool of, I'm going to bring you things you've never seen before, Mr. Yeah. Customer. Yeah. And maybe that sparks ideas and maybe that does drive sales. Of course it drives sales, but I'm saying specifically product wise, but yeah. it's, no, I think I like we're it. saying the same thing. All yeah. right. Well, and I think what it does is it, it just a, a final thought for me is that it, sure. it allows, I think it adds credibility to the distributor who is, is out there presenting this to say, look, I'm in touch what, with what is new and different yep. and cool. So when I present something to you, that's outside of your comfort zone, Mr. Customer, you're more likely to listen to me. I, no question. You know, I'll draw one comparison. Yep. Jack Daniels has an app. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when you scan it again, you just open up your phone, open up in, in the app. You do have yeah. to open up in the app, but if you do it on there, a regular Jack Daniels number seven label, it opens up like a map. You can have a virtual tour of the distillery. It's really cool. It would never make me buy more or less Jack Daniels, but it is mm -hmm. cool. It makes you more of a fan. Maybe. Yeah. I think it creates yeah. what it, I think what it does this first step I think we're always see okay, what's next? Now yeah. that's where I think the real value for Snugs is right now. Yeah, and I like it. being first, being first to market, super, super smart. Yep. Speaking of super smart, Kirby, I bet you have a great topic for us to talk about. I have a bunch of different topics, so I'm going to okay. go. So, um, this is I, I've told you I read the Morning Brew, which is an email newsletter, but it's sort yeah. of news based. It's sort of where yep. I get most of my news, and I saw this, so. Um, when Americans aren't playing pickleball, they're starting companies. Um, okay. So a record 5.4 million new business applications were filed mm -hmm. in 2021. Um, mm -hmm. That's up from the previous record of 4.4. So that's a big, yep. big, big difference. Um, so I am curious. We talk so much about the great resignation, about how everybody's mm -hmm. quitting their jobs and how, you know, nobody wants to work or, um, yep. you know, everybody's culture sucks. And like, we always look at the great resignation through the lens right. of how terrible it is. I wonder if this isn't the unspoken positive about the great resignation. There are a lot of times during challenging times that that's when people start businesses. So to me, I read that statistic and say up a million over the previous greatest number of businesses started is, yeah. is that the unspoken positive of the great resignation? It's an unspoken result of the great resignation. I think the jury's out, whether it's positive or not. Um, and that's not me being negative. See what I did there. Um, I, I, overall, you know, it's very interesting because I have not, I've not seen that specific article mm -hmm. from daily brew or morning brew. Yep. But I, I've seen articles similar to that saying, wow, entrepreneurship is skyrocketed during mm -hmm. the pandemic or whatever, however you want to clickbait that so people read it. I think it'll be very interesting to see how this all turns out. And sure. I don't mean that in a negative way. I think it's great. I think, you know, one of the things you and I talked about during the pandemic, the main parts of it, we're still in it, obviously, yeah. but it forced so many people to be creative how you how to manage your culture how to run your business to pivot to not pivot 
to, to do whatever. It forced creativity. How do I reach people? And then now everybody's doing a podcast or everybody's doing content. How do I reach people? So it forced people to be creative. I love the fact that there, I think this country has always been built on entrepreneurial spirit. Mm. Um, and the fact that it still exists to the point that it does makes me very happy. Sure. It really gives me the warm fuzzies on, on my patriotic insides. I think it'll be very interesting, though, to see how many people really have the stomach for it. And I don't sure. mean that as a negative, but you got to have the stomach for it. Mm-hmm. It is not for the faint of heart, starting your own business and running your own business. The, yep. the hours people think are great. I will tell you, and you will, and every other person who started a business will tell you, the hours suck and my hourly rate sucks more. <laughs> if I if I boiled it down, it's work, but it's it's extraordinary gratifying work if you stick with it. So I think I don't know if it's a positive. So I I guess I'd say overall, yeah, I think it's a positive. I think it's just a result of the pandemic and people saying, okay, I, I have all these technology tools that nobody had 15 years ago. Like starting a business now, much easier than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Much easier in terms of of reach marketing. Uh, what, what you all need to start a business is much easier. And I don't mean that to, to denigrate anybody who has started a business, including myself and Kelsey. Yeah. But it yeah. is easier. Oh, of course. The tools are, I mean, that's, that's not a knock yeah. on anybody. It's just the facts. No. I mean, the internet it didn't exist. <laughs> like it's, yeah. um, so, but I guess what I mean by the positive about it is, yeah, time will tell whether businesses succeed sure. and all that sort of thing. But I think the great resignation has been poised as the media is often want to do as well, sure. a complete negative. It's a total shit show. Everybody's running out. Right. And it's like, well, maybe they're running to something, right? Maybe they're well, trying to create something for themselves, a future that they are intentional about. That's exciting right. to me. Whether it works or I, not, I is sort of that's separate. Well, and as I said, I agree. And look, if you're bringing the media into it, look, if it bleeds, it leads. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, whether it's the weather or whatever, it's always mm-hmm. something, you know, we're about to have a snowstorm that's going to snow us on for 14 months or everything's always dramatic and over the top. And I mean, even, even the way, you know, if you look at headlines, right. I mean, it's clickbait. I I think it's overall a very good thing that people believe in themselves and their vision enough to put it on the line, whether it's for a year or two years or two months, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I like it, man. Okay. Cool. All right, Kirby. Email marketing. <laughs> okay. All right. So we always hear how dead email marketing is. That it's tired. It's old. It's hackneyed. We hear all that. Well, there's a study by the Association of National Advertisers. Very interesting. So it's their response rate report for 2021 about the different ways people advertise. And they do this about every three years. Last time they did this was 2018. Okay. Email is still the most used medium. 82% of the respondents use email marketing. It has declined 6% since 2018, though. Okay. This one really got me. Social media is used by 74%, making it the second most. Okay. And it's gaining ground, increased by 17% since 2018. So that's a pretty dramatic jump. And then after that, you have paid search at 51%, digital display advertising, which to me is billboards, things like that, Mm at 42%, direct mail, 38%. Here's a pro tip, folks. Take advantage of direct mail with our industry. It's a killer. 
Yeah. You're yeah. missing out. Yeah. And then uh, text messaging, which I hate text message advertising is 18%. So I think it's interesting that email is still on top of the list. I, I, I didn't know if it would be on top or not. Um, does it surprise you? Why or why not? Uh, it does not surprise me for a couple of reasons. So uh, I was making some notes of what you were sure. saying. And so I may say some things that are out of turn because I haven't read this. So tell me if I'm if I'm off. So number one, the idea that 88% of businesses use email marketing is 82. 80, 82%. Okay. Great. Yep. So I, it surprises me that it's not higher. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird to me that they wouldn't use it. Yes, open rates are a little bit lower, but I think the, the idea of an open rate is a wonky statistic anyway. Because um, you can click through to somebody's mm-hmm. website without opening the email. So that, I, I think mm-hmm. that's so I think that's actually low. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed in businesses that are not using it. Um, the idea that 74% of businesses are using social media. I think what's interesting about that statistic is, okay, you're using it but is it working? Yeah. Right. So that's, yeah. I see the businesses that are posting dumb shit all the time. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's effective at all. I, I'm glad because yeah. they should be utilizing it. It's a tool in the yep. toolbox. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and it's, I guess, cause I wrote what's working though. Um, yeah. and then the other one is, is text message. I, it's yeah. funny. I kind of fall where you do on the idea yeah. of businesses, uh, marketing to me via text message. I don't love yeah. that. Yeah. But if I'm advising a business, especially if they're dealing with a younger demographic, I think they'd be foolish not to use text message. No question. So, so it's it's so 17%, I think feels right, but I think yeah. it's in three years, that number is gonna yeah. be way higher. So those so, are those are my observations. Yeah. So I thought I actually thought when I when I saw the headline, I really thought social media would be had eclipsed uh, email marketing. And I believe it will in the next two, three years. Mm-hmm. The thing with email marketing and people slam on email marketing. It's a really interesting thing. They love to beat up email marketing. What they're really beating up is ineffective email yeah. marketing. Yeah, spam. <laughs> spam. And I mean, you know, it, it, email marketing can be an extraordinarily effective tool, just like social media can be an extraordinarily effective totally. tool. Just like a YouTube ad can be an extraordinarily effective tool if it's done with thought, if it's done within the brand voice, if it's targeted at the right people, yep. all of these things. And what I see time and time and time and time again, and I know you do too, whether it's social media, email marketing or whatever, I see crap that no one's put thought into. Yep. It's just, it's, it's. And of course that doesn't work. <laughs> no, and, and, but, that, but that's what people like to point to. Yeah. It, it you know. So it's, it's not, email marketing is not dead. Ineffectual email marketing absolutely is. And I yeah. think that's something that's very different than it was five years ago. Yeah. I think five years ago, people would say, we just need to put stuff out there to be in front of people. I think email marketing has now, if it hasn't evolved there, if, you, if people's personal email marketing hasn't evolved, it needs to. It does need to be intentional. It does have to look good. It does have to be inspiring a little bit. It does yeah. have to speak to your audience. Yeah. So, and and it, it, yeah, I totally agree. And I think it's got it, like again, eighty-two percent seems really low. Yeah. Social media, of course, should be a piece. It's it done right. right. It's a great All of it tool in your toolbox. Yeah, tool in your toolbox. Yeah. We don't own those contacts, folks. Nope. Like, nope. like Facebook owns them. YouTube owns them. Yep. Snapchat owns them. Like your email list, you own. There's it, yep. that is that cannot be overstated to me. Uh, there's nope. there's so much p- power in that. So that's, that's super interesting. 
All right, cool. Got another topic for us? Okay, real, this can be a quick one. I'm just curious to see okay. what you think. So uh, the headline, like, Amazon has looked into the future and the future is Kohl's. Um, so they are- Oh, announced... Kohl's the department store? Yes, that's correct. Oh, okay. So uh, Amazon has announced that it's gonna, it has plans to open its first physical clothing store later this year in Glendale, mm -hmm. California. Um, okay. And essentially, because they're saying that the reason they're doing it is the reason I always say the reason you should be doing social media marketing, the reason mm -hmm. I used to go to the industrial park, because mm -hmm. that's where people are yep. going. Um, right. Even in the age of e-commerce shoppers, people mm -hmm. still love touching every item on the rack. So 85% of U U.S. retail sales still happen in store. That mm -hmm. to me was a statistic that blew my mind. So my question to you is, yeah. are you surprised that Amazon is waiting in here? So let me make sure before I wade into the waters of your question, yeah. they're opening a physical store inside of Kohl's. Oh, no, no, sorry. That was a, it's a snarky headline. Uh, oh. They're opening, Amazon is opening a retail store. Damn uh, clickbait. Yeah. So my bad. Uh, I just thought. No, that's okay. Um, okay. So no, they're no, opening no. their own. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, so 85% buying their clothes uh, in a, their apparel in a physical space does not necessarily surprise me. Maybe it's a little higher than I thought, um, but, but I, I, not really, because if you've, if you've not purchased clothing online, it can be, it, depending on where you purchase it. Now, Amazon makes it pretty easy, but there are places we've bought stuff for the kids and it, it is the most friction laden thing <laughs> to return them to the point where you end up sometimes keeping it just because it's, it, it's not worth the $23 or $25 to exchange something. <laughs> yeah. So if Amazon's done that well, I think it's very interesting. And I think, again, everything is cyc uh, cyclical, right? Yeah. Everything comes around. Yeah. And so the idea that a, a digital brand in Amazon that really for most people, unless you work there or see a delivery driver, they just kind of exist up here in the cloud somewhere. I don't see them. I don't know them. I think it, it makes all the sense in the world, just like it made sense for Apple to open up Apple stores. Mm, um, yeah. You know, I, I think here, here's the real genius behind it though. My guess, and I haven't read the article, my guess is they're going to be selling Amazon uh, basics clothing or Amazon essentials clothing and, and that clothing only. So I bought Amazon stuff, honestly, very high quality, but you wonder, oh my gosh, is this going to be a good a good shirt, a good pair of jeans? I got to tell you, good stuff. So I think it's sneakily very smart of them. So it's going to get people who do like that dig uh, physical aspect of clothes buying, uh, probably to try a brand they would have been reluctant to do so before. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And I think the lesson, at least for me, uh, for mm -hmm. our industry, Mm -hmm. And then we can move on is just that yep. samples still sell, right? Like yes, if, 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 if shoppers, even shoppers from an e-commerce piece, 34% mm -hmm. of millennials, they start with Amazon and yep. then they go shopping, right? Yep. Well, that's going to be the case with, with our buyers as well. So samples still sell. So the idea Absolutely. that we can do like the snugs piece, super powerful, right? We yep. talked about that at the beginning, but the actual physical art of sampling still matters. People still like to touch and feel things yep. very much. All right, I got a very quick one, real quick one. I just thought it was interesting. We've talked about, um, and then we can go to the party in the back. 
we've talked about the name image and likeness for colleges where athletes are finally able to uh, earn some money off of their name image and likeness. Well, I didn't yep. know if you saw this, the Ohio state men's basketball team created a branded merch line <laughs> with all the profits going to the players. So he hear me out here. So oh. most times the players are doing it individually, right? Yeah. Individually with an agent, the team actually banded together with an Ohio state alumni uh, who founded uh, NIL, NIL management group. So the apparel, it's in three colors. It's a, they're, they're sh shirts and hoodies, things like that. It says players edition around a basketball. It's uh, got the state of Ohio with number one, two, three inside there. Cause it's the 130, 123rd uh, Ohio state basketball basketball team. And there's no Ohio state trademarks. So the school gets none of the cash which is very opposite of how things used to work. I thought it was genius. I think it's fabulous. I hope it's wildly successful. I wanted to get your take. Wow. Uh, you know, I hadn't seen this. I do think it's really interesting. And I like my first reaction was, holy shit, that's genius. Everybody's going to do yep. this. That is, that's really smart. Um, because again, I think that's one of those where folks who are just big fans of the school are going to be like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you guys are the ones I'm watching play. Um, yep. So yeah, no, I think that's really good. Well, and a great opportunity for our distributor friends who do sell in the colleges and universities. Take this idea to the soccer team or yes. the lacrosse team or the, the soccer team, the swim team. That's a great idea. Anyway, all right, Kirby. That's a good We're now at the section of the podcast. Uh, I thought you'd enjoy that. Uh, we are at the section of the podcast. Looks like you've got notes here where we like to have a little bit of fun. I don't know what you got in planned. So I'm just going to sit back and, and uh, be persecuted. All right. No, this is, I think, I think this is going to be fun. Some of these are going to be okay. easy. Some of them are going to be hard. We're going to do eighties trivia. You oh, like a child right. of the eighties. Okay. I so, am. so we're going to start with the easy part, right? Let's go. So what is the name of the hairstyle that was short at the front and sides, but long in the back? That would be the mullet, which is why we are called the, uh, the promo up front podcast. Cause we party in the back. It's the mullet of all podcasts, the mullet. And yes, I did have one. Okay. Yeah, me too. Okay. All right. Now we'll get into the real questions. Okay. So okay. 80s kids will remember the VHS, but what yes. does VHS stand for? Um, video Hootenanny system. <laughs> That's close actually. Video home system, video yeah. home system. Okay. okay. Like I say, some of them are kind of hard and yeah. obscure and some will be easy. Uh, which video game was the most popular video game of the 1980s? It had to be Pac-Man, I gotta believe. No, it's so funny. That's exactly where I went. Mario Maybe Brothers. Donkey Kong? Mario Brothers. Because it was late, and that's when Nintendo took off. Oh, so okay. I thought you meant like in the video game arcades, yeah, not no, no. at home. But that's okay. Nope. Yep, okay. Mario Brothers is right. Okay, so this is the last hard one, and then it'll get easier. Okay. Uh, what year was the Berlin Wall torn down? That would be 1989. Very good. That's correct. Very good. Uh, easy one, I think. Uh, CD players first appeared in 1982, but what does yeah. CD actually stand for? Compact disc, Kirby. Supposed Very to be good. indestructible and more fragile than records. Quite yeah, I was going to say totally, totally. Okay, this one was fun for me. Which advertising slogan was launched by Nike in 1988? Let me just do it, Kirby. It's correct. Does it blow your mind? 1988? That was a long freaking time ago. What, what it tells you is when, when a company picks up on a, a slogan, which I think that's kind of a slogan or a tagline, yeah. and it works, there is no reason to change it ever. Yeah, it was really there good. isn't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who 
was synonymous with workout videos during the 1980s? That would be uh, Hanoi Jane, Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda is correct. I would have taken Richard Simmons, but Jane Fonda was the answer. Okay. Uh, what is the name of the evil wizard who is featured in the animated show He-Man? Oh, are you kidding me? That would be, uh, don't, uh, oh, Skeletor. <laughs> Skeletor, correct. Very yeah. good. And, and oddly enough, David Lee Roth ended up looking a lot like Skeletor <laughs> last few years, but that's beside the point. <laughs> it is. Okay, uh, uh, super easy one for you. Who played the guitar solo in Michael Jackson's song, Beat It? As we're recording this, this would have been his 67th birthday today. That would be the greatness that was Edward Van Halen. Yep, that's I, I knew that'd be easy for you, but did, did it in two layup. take? Did it did it in two takes? Twenty minutes in and out. Love it. What was the name of Patrick Swayze's character in the 1987 movie Dirty Dancing? Oh, I see. <laughs> I, I oh, I couldn't tell you. I I've seen that movie a couple times. I was praying you'd say Roadhouse. Really disappointed. <laughs> that was me on way that too one, easy. To with you. <laughs> okay, yeah. Johnny Castle. Johnny Castle. Honestly, I, I would have got Johnny. No idea what that dude's last name was going to be. Okay, two that, more. That, You're doing that, great. That movie is an absolute ass whip. So it's no. it's actually the it's a terrible movie. Terrible. It's movie. a horrible movie. Okay, who was the two more? Who was the first female artist to sell over five million copies of her album? Got to be Madonna, right? That's correct. Madonna with her album "Like a Virgin." Yeah. Final question: What is the name of the iconic 1987 Rick Astley song? never gonna give you up never gonna let you down never gonna run around and hurt you never gonna say goodbye I don't know the rest yeah. <laughs> all right man great job now, you killed it hey i'm never gonna give you up kirby and i'm never <laughs> gonna give up promoting our good pal jason noakes over at promo pulse and his fabulous amp marketing services that's right, kids. He's gone crazy go nuts. He's loco in the melon because he is giving away, uh, he's almost giving away his AMP, his AMP uh, marketing service for free. You get three, you sign up for a year contract, three free months. So you're really paying for nine months, but you're getting 12. How about that kind of math? That's the kind of math I likes. And you know who else likes it? Everybody else who is smart enough to sign up for the service. It's really great retail inspired marketing from suppliers you pick. And so it really reflects your brand, your vision, and your voice. So you want to learn more. You got to get on this horse before 1159 PM on January 31st, because that's when this offer null and void, right? That's it. That's it. That's all. So head over to promopulse.io slash amp. You won't be sorry you did, Kirby. I am absolutely never, ever going to give you up. I'm never going to let you down. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's right.